0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Joe Corrigan and Matt Donnelly out on the five acres they farm at Romsey. Romsey is 60 kilometres north of Melbourne and near Mount Macedon. The earth is a rich chocolate colour as a result of basaltic and volcanic lava flows. It was a perfect place for Joe and Matt to come when they hung up their chef's aprons and stepped over to the supply side of the food industry. Having worked in Sydney, Melbourne, London and after a decade running the commoner in Fitzroy, in 2016 they gave it all away to forage and work on the land. The way Joe and Matt talk about their heirloom vegetables is a delight. They don't dress up the fact that it's hard work. They're at the mercy of the weather and the wildlife and random infestations of white moth. But when Joe describes the melon varieties as joyful (laughs) and speaks with such pride and reverence about the warty pink pumpkins they're growing, it's intoxicating. I went out to Romsey with my partner Charlie and you'll hear him in here too. The podcast is the conversation we had with Joe and Matt as they gave us a tour of the vegetables. So you'll feel as though you're there, I hope. And I reckon you'll want to go out and see it for yourself. It's an incredibly special place. Charlie and I can't stop talking about it and cooking the big box of veggies Joe gave us has been such a treat. They were in the rich earth yesterday and today they're on our plate. They're delicious and flavoursome. I think you can taste the love that's gone into them.
1: in 2016 so for a year we just went back and forth to that Mm -hmm. and then um, it was pretty tough I had breast cancer at the time and Mm -hmm. it was pretty tough but we got through that and then after we sold the restaurant we did one mushroom season because you know we've been doing the foraging for about 12 years we've been selling mushrooms to people in other restaurants and businesses and literally the first time we Hiring a car, Matt, Matt started the business out of the back of the hire car. Wow! You and he's going
2: out in the bush getting them. Going out in
1: the bush, getting mushrooms and doing them with go gets and things like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Sometimes in his break from the restaurant. That's
2: amazing.
1: And then um,
2: you know, you know the nights when they pop up, don't you? And those crispy oh, nights, yeah, you got to get amazing. out there that day. You yeah. Got to get
1: out there. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, sometimes he'd go at like two thirty after lunch service and come back at dinner time with like four boxes of the most beautiful mushrooms i and i did a lot of foraging in the uk but there's something really special about victorian so what are the main, main mushrooms here pine mushroom which is yeah, the saffron okay. milk cap and the the jack, mm. which is a belete and uh and you get all versions of the belites as well like the baby belets are so beautiful they actually have like a milk that comes out of them and do the most delicious things when you cook them fresh yeah. um yeah. What else there's just so much out here it's it's the most amazingly rich environment and even you know 20 minutes that way one climate five minutes that way another climate you know yeah you find, you
2: find the same mushroom grow back in the same spots the next year yes yeah, yeah. we do
1: yeah and we go to we don't pick around Macedon Wood End because there are so so many forages Hello. and a lot of them have been going there for Hello. ages How
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt Donnelly. Hi. Hi. to yeah. Hi. Joe Hi. Charlie. Charlie. Hi Charlie.
1: Yeah. Just doing the numbers on moving and we've got a really great place just at the top of the hill in Romsey. and it's beautiful, it's got quite a big garden. Well, which that's where we, you
2: live?
1: Yeah, yeah, and we now use that as the test patch for here, okay. uh, so the melons you see over there were all tested and the seed was saved and then we put them here uh, this year. And this year in my garden at home we've got corn and it's nearly double matt's height so people say you can't grow melon in romsey but in actual fact there are all different kinds of rock melon watermelon some are cool climate and quite often the stuff you might get japan you might get france there you are know, cool climates in all of those countries cool areas microclimates. so you've got to really source your seed well mm. we've got three different kinds of in here got a petit gris, which is this little tiny one here. That's it there. Got a little flat top and a flat bottom. Very thin rind. And it's the French melon that we have here. Um, and it's prized amongst the chefs. Um, oh, are you mainly selling oh, to chefs like or are you? Yes. So, so you're like a, yeah. a, a supplier? Yeah. So right. since 2008 okay. when we had, Matt had his business, which was Mushrooms okay. Anonymous. Matt Thank started you. that from the oh. restaurant. He's Thanks. built up a really good list of wholesalers and chefs. And I think because of the restaurant as well, you know, that added trust and yeah. being chefs and then continuing the foraging and then stretching the foraging out to kind of elderflower and cordials and berries and all the blackberries in the jam in the shop are obviously foraged and so we just kind of keep that core really tight, don't we? I Do think
0: it helps being chefs to Know what to plant and what to, and how and how to, yep. I don't know. About
2: how to pick yeah Yeah, how, how many, how long does
1: it take to pick a jar of blackberries to make a jar? Do you think? Well, how much effort it's priced
2: that way a certain, for, for a reason? Yeah, isn't yeah. yeah. well, I we it I, it I, I, I came up with a little way of um doing them. I found like a really good area where they'll just they're growing like grapes, like they look like not much bush and heaps of berries. Mm-hmm. And um, I just snipped them
0: off like in whole bunches into a yeah, crate sort of and, and sorted of them out later, yeah, which nice. is so much faster. Yeah, yeah So I, I think picked... So.
2: Rather than getting prickled every time you move, getting and prickles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you
0: can still get it prickled a little bit, but you just get so much more fast. Um, so so yeah. we got about 13 kilos the other day, and I picked all that in about an hour. And then yep. it took another hour and a bit at home. And you sort it of out in the shade as well, rather than out Yeah, like
2: exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that that's sense. kind of where you'd want
1: to... But feel the weight in that and smell the bottom of it. It's just amazing.
0: Smell it. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's incredible, oh yeah, isn't it?
0: It's, it's heavy, yeah.
1: And it smells yeah. good. Wow. So I really think that our climate, we, we grew rock melon when I was a kid and my neighbour grew it too. And it was always a bit fast. Um this is still quite fast but we've had a really beautiful cool summer and the rockmelons have been on there for a long time haven't they yep. and it, it? yeah it's really <laughs> a lot Bobby. heavier than what I remember
0: feels like a two kilo melon nearly. it
1: does it's really so it lovely
0: we don't mind charging either like mm. the chefs are paying six bucks a kilo and they're, they're really happy. But you'd want to, to so get moment. them through yeah. to this point. Because so, it doesn't sound like they must plus a kilo, but then they get it and it's well? like a $10 a melon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But they're worth it. That's it for the yeah, you know, the quality mm. and the flavour. Mm. How do you stop things wanting to eat the melon? That's, that must, right. you
1: just have to shut the gate. <laughs> the, that does it.
2: That's it. That's,
1: yeah, we well, can't.
2: You can't stop mice. No, yeah. no sort of thing.
1: We haven't had any rodents this year, but like the first year I grew like six or eight melons here. The whole melon was eaten, including the skin, and only the seeds were left of all of them. But they were underneath the pumpkins, and I didn't kind of realise they were ripe. You just go through so many stages of not really knowing things, and you do it a few times, don't you? Mm. Matt's learnt so much on YouTube Um, for the farm. You know, you're a demon online. Just watch his videos, and and then he can build these things.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. It's still good. trial and error, though, isn't it? It is. It's still a fair bit yeah. of trial and error, but um, really, like, you can just you got information at your fingertips, do. Yeah. Yeah. instantly, yeah. and you can learn. You obviously and pay, pay that extra buck for YouTube right. to put up with it. And about the adverts? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Pretty much. You have got to do that, I'd
1: imagine. And YouTube, um, it's pretty good because you get a lot of growers in, and they do say where they are. Yep. So if they come from a cool climate like ours. You can watch something. You can save the seed from cool climate things. You can specifically buy cool climate seed from any seed purveyor, and make sure you're buying the right seed. And it has a kind of primed brain that yep. seed yep. to succeed. And yeah. No. Yeah. So we've done a lot of that well this year, I think, haven't we? Mm. Like it's yes. good. The melons have been great. And what's that? How big is this? I
0: it's five acres. Five acres. Yeah.
1: yeah. It
0: feels very um I went out to Blaine Bertoncello's um, plot out he's got Oh My yes, restaurant. Yeah. And and he I think when chefs do gardens it's always really beautifully laid he's, out uh, and he's labelled. His, too. His is, and he's got a whole map and it you yeah, know, and he's yeah, he cycles I I mean you must do it as well, so different seasons. That's or do right. you just keep the same beds for the same No.
1: No,
2: we rotate.
0: Yeah. 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 So yeah we'll be Rotating out tomatoes and garlic, um, especially. Yeah,
1: See, that sun's severe. It's hot isn't it,
2: when it when comes it out. Well, let's move so <laughs> that you don't a, get burned. The match for weeds, or is yeah. it for weed. Weed? weed, but it also helps with um, moisture, I think. Well, it helps with heat.
1: It uh, mm-hmm. warms the soil up. Keeping it yeah, hot because yeah, I know mean, Red Hill right. they do that and in that's the strawberries. Mountain mountain yeah, that's a great it's enormous. Isn't it beautiful? So, is it like a. Actually, come in and I'll show you. These other things. So yeah, last year this B thousand one there, in there, the National the Horticultural there. Show. Oh wow. And we've never really successfully grown any before, so it's really exciting. And you grow them from seeds? <laughs> we grow them from seed. Every single thing we grow we grow from seed. Yep. We also sell our we sell our uh, seedlings to other market gardeners. So Chloe from Somerset Heritage buys the tomato seedlings as well as the markets and that's quite a big business for us. And um, apple cucumbers, aren't they gorgeous? So cheery. And they're just going through like another final burst. So Yeah, this will literally be tons of food and tons of heritage food. Tons of food that looks after itself. This vine doesn't need any trimming. You simply go through and take, and we've also harvested a lot of, of um, cucumber flowers and things off this. And I mean, it's just joyful. Yeah. And to see this kind of doing so well. Look at these melons. Crazy. And this is a beautiful heritage squash. I love crazy looking vegetables. I mean, that's great. That, isn't it beautiful? Wow. Absolutely gorgeous. And so, like, imagine it is a bit like living in heaven. Yeah, I you love that. You just kind of dance around and...
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I often um, say to the chefs, you know, I read the, um, that, that book. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's
1: a is not whats that? That is a watermelon. Wow. And it's um, still going. It's, it's actually still growing. Um, but see, when you're actually looking at a melon and you want to know if it's ripe or not, there's this curly... Kind of tail see it there yeah and it comes out of the top of the melon where it's attached okay and this melon is ready to pick look at it isn't it beautiful <laughs> it's like a small child <laughs> yes, I know. wow Crazy, yeah. So you were saying you
0: yeah, talked that, to the chef. This the um, story that was um translated from the Spanish, like water for chocolate, yeah. and it's about the woman who cooks and her emotions oh, go into the food. I, I remember just... seeing
1: that at the oh, movie. amazing!
0: It's amazing. And and so I have this idea that you know, obviously it starts here, and you're p- growing these vegetables with joy, and yeah, then the chefs right. are loving cooking with them, and then it must yeah. have an effect on the people who eat it. <laughs>
1: Does and I think the other thing is that I'm incredibly grateful every time I'm standing in a field like this and it's hot and dusty and hard. I'm just grateful that I'm not at a bench in a windowless kitchen.
0: Yeah.
1: And that this is what I'm touching and I'm touching it at its very best before it gets into the kitchen. Yeah. Or it sits in a cool room or you know absolutely. And then because I do the deliveries for us. And we've, I tend to run the orders and everything. My challenge is to get it from here to there with as little fuss as possible. Yeah. And no cool room if possible, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's fun too, like to know that others are going to get what we're doing as quickly as they can and as much of it as they want to eat. Um, this is like a late planted it's got beautiful
0: markings, isn't
1: it? yeah. That's very late um, plants going in, but we'll see what happens with them. But certainly the vines are still nice and vital.
0: But this does this is, all die back once they
1: it does? Yeah, it's a little bit like pumpkin. But see that one there. This is the blacktail watermelon. See how that is the little piglet tail, oh, and yeah, it has yeah. now died. Yeah. Well, it could die even just a little bit more. So you're really what you're allowing is all the leaves to get as much sun as possible into this melon before you pick it. So, So was it was
0: was it an easy decision to walk away from the kitchen?
1: Oh, for me it was, yeah. I've been a chef for a long time. I'm 54 now, Mm -hmm. and um, I've been a chef all my life, and Um, I did my apprenticeship in Sydney when you know the 80s when things were still really... London
0: would have been like that too and
1: London was really full-on London was extremely um, challenging London was really challenging and very sort of uh, brutal Mm. Um, in the way that it was just a baptism of fire after four years of being four or five or six years already in cookery yeah but after the second year in london i just knew that's where i belonged because it's tough but it's amazing yeah you make friends there that you'll never lose and you're all in it together and you're working with some of the best stuff in the world which you know whenever i'm choosing seed or doing something like that for us i'm constantly thinking is it as good as what i saw from belgium or is that as good as the tomato i had in spain or is that as good as the best thing that I can get? Yeah. Um, and and is it something I want to talk about all summer <laughs> while I'm selling it? And want it, You know, do we really want to pick it all summer? Because if it's not, don't grow it. Like yeah, it's yeah. Really want... important. You know. Look at these melons. They are just falling off. They don't even need.
0: That's amazing. It's wow. one of the hardest
1: things to keep up with i reckon we've sold about 150 so far <laughs> yeah
0: but the watermelons are going to be the good story next week yeah um, well i th- think it's um i was thinking when you were talking you know about noticing that little piggy tail and so on and yeah. really being in tune with those little signs it's about i suppose when indigenous people walk on country and they recognize different seasons and so on it's a, I feel like, it's such a gift to be able to um, yeah. to live this life. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's
1: incredible. Like, whenever you think it's going to be hard, it sometimes gets harder. Yeah. But the moments of joy are.
0: So, is it just the two of you doing it's, all this? It's
1: the two of us, and we literally, six weeks ago, no, eight weeks ago, we hired Sophie yeah. as a full timer, and it's really changing our. Um, Approach to the following year, the next year, but for the last few years, it's just been a
0: <laughs>
1: mushroom season's pretty good training for yeah. hard work. Yeah. You do a lot of driving. You um, you do a lot of work. Matt Matt can pick hundreds and hundreds of kilos of mushrooms on his own in a week, <laughs> and he, he's a machine yeah. in so many ways. You know, he'll YouTube. He's a matrix. He'll YouTube the. to build a fence and then he'll just build the fence yeah plus we're not afraid to throw everything we get back back into the farm yeah i think if you budget too much you don't grow because it can seem so we get things like that that's a little rabbit or something
2: yeah
1: um it can seem expensive when you look at it against the risk but if you do the seed sourcing probably you do the husbandry property. We, we use weed matting to just stop and we use it again and again. But we use it to kind of stop the weeds because a lot of market gardeners have six, seven, eight people employed. Mm. And that might mean they grow uh, a large range including salads and things that need preparation. Yeah. But we have a different model altogether. We have the space, the crop rotation, very few people and everything's built on, except for the tomatoes which are high maintenance, everything is built on a bit of set and forget. So you've got your rhubarb goes all year, you've got zucchini flowers, two fields of those. Each plant can produce maybe four flowers a day and you sell those for a dollar each. So that's kind of like your potatoes of the operation. And then you throw in something glamorous like your melons that you really have a love project on and Matt's Tomatos are his love project they need trimming about once every two weeks the entire field with scissors <laughs> yeah,
0: well.
1: So there's that but then you have another set and forget in the heirloom pumpkin which I'm going to take you over yeah. to because and then you, so you actually have a bit of a wheel going that's productive all the time. Hello? Sure that's just gonna go into the shop. Thank you, Charlie. No Heavy, isn't it, it is. we've actually it got a melon wagon but it's full of eggplant in the shop today oh, yeah, I'll be the wagon then. yeah. <laughs> we sort of wagon something at the market or the, just whatever we got plenty full of and just try and knock it out to the public you know? it's right. very nice wow. yeah. so these are the pumpkins and um, this is something obviously here we have um, Armenian cucumber do you oh. know what a, what that is no. let's grab one and I'll, I'll cut it and munch on it so in here, all our eggplant has started to here. It's beautiful, I'm so in love with these, black capsicum. Oh wow, they're gorgeous. Yeah, you can eat them just like that. I mean, it's so, so lovely. You're going to take some of this home. <laughs> I'm going to give you a big box. Um, wow. the eggplant,
2: <laughs> it's, it's like um,
1: Disney or something, isn't it? Once you see, is it busy in there? Yeah,
2: there's some Frenchies in there, so I said oh, first. I <laughs>
1: Come, please do come for a walk. There's a lot going on in here. So this is um, an Armenian cucumber. This oh my goodness. cubita. So it's also known as a musk melon. You can feel that's wow. quite firm. Okay. So if you were to prepare this, you would actually just get a peeler, go around the outside, but leave all these ridges on this lovely natural form. Yeah. Uh, peel a little bit of the skin off. And then you can slice it. into sort of pieces. We do this um, salad where we slice it into kind of big chunks and put capers, parsley, pickled shallots, tarragon, chives, everything, and then great hard-boiled egg. Oh, Oh, wow. And it's delicious. You just do it for 20 minutes, leave it on the bench, and that is a lunch all on its own. It's really amazing. They're meaty. The purple eggplant... Then you've also got white eggplant. So this is that variety known as Casper, <laughs> and it's just a gorgeous, oh, posh, it's
0: quite luminous, isn't it? Yeah, purely?
1: like a really lovely posh little thing. So you can make these little up, slices. You? So gorgeous, it's surprise, isn't it? Spikes,
0: catch that one, isn't it? yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, so once you get a little round of that, I mean, that's just a perfect little bush prepared the right way. I mm-hmm. like that too. Um, got all
0: the way
2: down here. I'm going to give you something. How are you the chili? I don't mind a fresh actually. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I only want a little bit. Well, this chili is actually Whoa. from Brazil. Wow. They Have like a they look. Get, are they hot? They're not. Look at that. Nice. These are an irisima, irisima or irachima, we haven't quite worked it out, but bikino or bikino. These taste like passion fruit.
0: Oh, thank you. Wow.
1: Thank, thank you. you. Delicious. They don't get hotter. With a little bit of pep. Good. Passion fruit?
2: Yes, it's good Isn't
1: that amazing? It's yeah. it amazing. I've got a lot of bushes this year. <clears throat> just grew two last year.
2: So, do you have like a schedule when you know, like, that you, you look at and you know that these are going to be ready? Or do you just know? We, your head?
1: we sort of do. Matt's, um, he's a bit of a professor, you know, works on his own time. <coughs> um. A lot of the folly, I call these follies, they're just kind of extras, little fun things. Um, I just do on my own time, and I know they'll be ready in uh, the start of autumn when we're not too busy. Yep. Eggplants, these things, I can get pickling time, um, Padron, those two lines at the front are Padron, and we've really successfully grown those. So they're um, so healthy. They're really, really good. We, we don't really, um, I'll get Matt to talk to you about the feeding program. Uh, we have obviously irrigation and we fertigate feed through on an absolute program, so that is totally timed and so it's Does all... that work off
2: the moon and stuff as well? Or
1: uh, not really, not biodynamically, yeah. but um, they'll just do it weekly. And according to how things look, everything yeah. does look really good. And, yeah. oh, and, it and it's all just um, homemade cow poo to, oh, no, you know, beautiful. horse poo yeah, yeah, that's... worm poo yep. worm so all, tea all, your byproduct. all the byproduct yeah, and, nice. yeah, I'll get him to talk you through all yeah. of that too and also biochar he makes his own biochar which is basically charcoal charcoal has an amazing surface area and an amazing ability to store nutrients so you make the charcoal and then you charge it by immersing it in worm castings and mm. things like that and that surface area will take on all of that good stuff and hold it there locked and just let out enough, you know, whatever Slow things release, need. Yeah. Slow release, mm, yeah. clam. So released, yeah. Wow. it's doesn't really rot too,
2: does it? Yeah, that's right.
1: It's just there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are exciting. Those are jalapeno. Again, they say you can't really grow that sort of thing here, but you can. <laughs> yes. You really can. Like, if you look at the jalapeno, they're almost a problem.
0: What are
1: these little things? They're amazing. These guys. These, uh, yeah. And these are delicious, the jalapeno. What are these at all? Tomatillo. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. one's really hot. Oh, <laughs> little lanterns, not <aren't> they? <laughs> they mm. little lanterns. I'll show you some. This just popped up. This is just like a not planted here. Oh, is it? Mm. This is just popped up. It's beautiful. Um, I'll show what? you tomatillos in the shop that should be the right size for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Was um. this, uh, this already here? Is this the natural, right like, down of the this area? This natural, yeah. 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 Totally red. It's all
1: red. volcanic. It's area. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It looks a great, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So yeah. you've There's got a few other... It would be very sticky, I'd imagine when it's wet, yeah?
1: Oh, it's so slippery.
2: Yeah, so it sticks to your boots.
1: Just is <laughs> another South American, the Poblano. What oh, a lovely colour too, okay. isn't it gorgeous? Indeed. So healthy. So we sell those to Casa Iberica oh yeah and uh, they buy the tomatillo as
2: well so how, um, how close are they to being ready how much? yeah
1: actually we picked them yesterday so there's like a lot of small ones if I'm looking at these I will pick again on Wednesday okay. and deliver on Thursday maybe even pick Thursday, deliver Friday and by that time they'll be this size not
0: beautiful?
2: So beautiful. So, so you space your rows about
0: 1,500
2: apart? Uh, do I, look at that?
1: Maybe two. I think we used to do them closer, yeah. and now we really value being able to run it's a trolley on. up and down. And also, I don't know about Matt, but I really see a difference in the plants this year with the wider rows. Yeah. Um, they would get a little bit ratty. Um, we've had like a really tough summer mildew-wise, yet none of this is showing any of that. Whereas normally one side leaves would be touching the other, you're kind of fighting them through. Um, But no, these are these are so beautiful. These are some of the friendliest plants you could ever work around. I've
2: got some bees over there, bro. I find it hardest to get in there to
1: pick them. That's right, and 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 it's like that with the the tomatoes, actually. Yeah, Yeah. it's like exactly like that with the tomatoes. And these are the um, padron. and these are a few like little. Uh, guindia, I like to do just like one or two jars of pickles. Last year, I, I had like 10 Guindia plants and I was just buried. I was having to pick them and sell them. But, um, and the Padron, oh, wow. so you have those in restaurants? Yes. The, the, they call them the Russian Roulette Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these are a hot seller at the moment, the Padron. Wow. Like I can't pick enough. I just don't ever have enough. Um, and the rhubarb's just coming into season, so the next few months as it cools down, next couple of months, you'll see that rhubarb field green up. Um, we go through every week and we cut all the seeds off. Oh. So all the energy is in the plant ah, rather yeah. than just being going and and reproducing. producing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of Monday job, you know. And then we clear away any leaves, and Summer does a great job of drying off those outside leaves yeah and then you and then the rhubarb has got all that energy to sort of start off again
2: wow. they much lighter it <coughs> not as well how much you know when the sun dries out the stuff doesn't it yes it's the moisture out of it
1: yep <coughs> but in a way the plant kind of looks after itself and makes sure it's conserving a bit of energy for what's ahead Yep, it's about to turn into a massive <coughs> producer, you know let's have a look at the pumpkin there's so many green tomatoes on there, so yeah. is it a later season or is it normal? Very very late, nearly two months late this year. Yeah. So we normally harvest tomatoes before Christmas when we have them in the small tunnels, we don't tunnel here okay. but when we have them in like little um, hooping they start producing around Christmas or halfway through January sort of thing yeah. so by Australia Day we're normally harvesting but this year, we started harvesting a week and a half ago. Wow. Really good amounts. And the chefs have been asking and asking and it's been quite stressful at times. Um, but uh, as you can see, like we've harvested probably over 100 kilos of cherry tomatoes already. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. We won't get to them all. We've got
0: our rooftop garden on, the, on our apartment building. Oh, lovely. And um, yeah, we. would
1: tomatoes
2: have gone crazy up there what as well. What suburb are you in? It's so good. Yeah, the turning tomatoes are so nice. I went up there the other night to get a few little herbs and I just out there. It was oh, dark and I was eating beautiful them.
1: beautiful um, having that up. outdoor space. Yeah. yeah, It's not the one right on the train line, tram line? Yeah. yeah. It's opposite it's, it's Ikea. Is it a green
0: building? No, it's like it's a complex of three buildings. Mm. It's got Frankie bridge. says
1: cafe down oh, okay, the bottom. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. Oh yeah yeah. I do know it was nice be Yeah, it was all nice the rain ago. Yeah. yeah. So these are the tomatillo plants. <coughs> um bit bit beaten up by the rain obviously, but um so productive.
0: So those ones um, over there did they self seed from these or just
1: um randomly? those just are probably random, probably last year that's where I grew them. Oh right, right. And they really do pop up. Um mm-hmm. yeah, they're beautiful though in the Beautiful. Yeah, I can't. But your plants are all so healthy looking. Well, they do get regular um, water. Mm. They haven't had um, periods of dry where they haven't been cared for, and also we planted late this year because of all those storms. So. You're seeing them in their prime when normally they'd be. So that normally that bush, that particular chili, the piquio especially, would be bigger. Yeah. But as it is, they're quite small. Less fruit, better fruit. You know. is, is this broccoli? This is broccolini. This is the oh, first brocolini. time we've grown broccolini, and we we have um, an incredible problem with cabbage moth. <laughs> I just yeah. I just segment it, to Charlie. It's,
2: like the worst year on record, apparently. Yeah, is that, in that the movie. lovely white butterfly? Yes, yeah, is
1: is this, this little fiend. Yeah, so <laughs> we're just um we're netting for the first time <coughs> ever. What? Um, why is it yeah, being I heard Digger
0: on Triple R saying that, that there's been a really there's been an infestation of the. Of the yes, that
1: and moth. it's been the worst. In, um, why is that
0: though? Is it because of the climate it's different
1: I think it's just nature colliding yeah. and um, I think it's, um, these have also, I think in our um, in experience we've planted them a bit close together, these broccolini, those are correctly planted over the other side, I see, yeah. um, so you do succession planting, we've got another succession going in, so I think we're just going to kind of, kind of net things, but but really the weather's cooling off now and the cabbage moth will go away and mm. whatever's in the ground will die off it's just really for a good solid month it's the worst that australia's ever seen and apparently in werribee there were people just um where's matt i can hear the i can slip. hear the snipping. So I, don't there,
2: matt? A, I don't think it's the white butterfly that i like i don't
1: know it's it's
2: what the, the white butterfly is pure white the one i like it's pure <laughs> oh, white and it doesn't I have, have the colors on but got it down well the yeah up. they
1: lay the and then you get the protein something like
2: that yeah i've been playing that they
1: they've got, like,
2: patterns on their wings, on their, bo- on their wings. Oh, right, you don't have the white ones. No, no, ones. yeah, the, the white ones I like oh, as a white. kid. <laughs> <laughs> when I walk through the grass and all the white butterflies and fly that's up right. the little grass, I do think that's right. I that's right, that's when they're easy. fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's easy. It's all right. It was a butterfly, wasn't it? <laughs> <the> a butterfly. <laughs> <Funny. Yeah. laughs>
1: and cabbage was a Yeah, no, it's sad. it's bad, yeah, so you can see how we lay our rows with the irrigation underneath. So these are all, um, it was just last year we bought a walk behind tractor, before that we were opening up the fence and some, a friend would come with this tractor Oh
0: yeah.
1: and then we would have to hand form the rows with a shovel and so we would do it with a shovel, up, 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 down, 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 then backfill, Matt did pretty much all this backbreaking wow. stuff. And he learned how to do it. And then you pin the weed mat down, you put the you know, irrigation down, put the plastic over. It's soil, oh, what a great
0: colour isn't it? It's so amazing rich.
1: soil. Yeah, we keep getting told we've got some of the best soil. In and that, here.
2: That's to, what's the name of the hill up there? The, the, I know?
1: don't know what that hill's called.
2: That, that, that's sorry, and that's the one of the volcanic points there. Probably, oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Well, they said that when, I don't know, they said basically all the really great soil washed down from there to here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is strawberries in there. Yeah, Are, they, are these raspberries? Oh. Uh, strawberries and raspberries. Yeah. And we also have white currants. Oh! Um, would you like a little of experience of going and picking a strawberry and eating it? <laughs> I would love that experience. Yeah, go in there yeah. and pick whatever you like. I'll show you the pumpkins and then I'll leave you up here to have a little browse. Thank you. Um, you'll see, Matt's, you know, mushroom compost. You'll see the composting happening. You'll see... Um, that was good, what's this? This is... Is that Fajoa? That's Fajoa. Yeah. Two Fajoa. So I grew them from seed. Oh, wow. They're three and three and a half years old now. See?
2: you have much problem getting the net over? No. That's
1: it was good. good. Like once the <laughs> thing was built. <spilled>, we had <laughs> get, we get, we get problems getting it. So, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it, it, we not we it easy but up. <laughs> well, we had, we had four of us doing it too. Yeah. I think it really is okay. Anything's easy with a lot of hands, Yeah,
2: you Yeah, sort of, you learn, like, the bolts keep enough for, to get caught on. Yeah,
1: yeah that's right. All yeah. our bolts are on yeah, the all, side. Know, yeah, that's right. And I think you that, learn. yeah, you do learn. Yeah. And I think Matt, he has a really good instinct around um, how to build something. Yeah. And I think he looks for the problems when he's kind of, or the problems we might face when he's kind of designing something. For sure and um yeah i throw enough problems in his way yeah. I think sometimes there's
2: always something branches. that comes up and gets you but yeah as long as you're ready for it
1: yeah no these are looking great that one's got obviously a better aspect some for some reason than that one not and sure they have why they
0: have like a male and a female for get one of those two
1: um, that needs mum's, know, mum's I, got some
0: for plants.
1: i they, just don't know i think you can hand pollinate ah uh, yeah you know so these are the pumpkins, aren't they fun? They go,
0: they're so great, I love the colours.
1: And we just obviously have a big herb boxes here. Yeah. Do you need any herbs for home? Have you got all herbs and basil and stuff on your roof? We do have oh, got basil, it one got mint. Yeah. Do you want some basil? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, let's give you some basil. Thank you. You clip some basil for yourself. Sure. You clip sure. things and, and eat things you. and you know have a wow. little childhood moment. Thank you. Um so this is a great example. I'm growing two things I didn't know I was growing. Um I'm growing this one, which isn't that great. Just don't what ask is me it? what it's called. I, thought, oh, I thought I planted a waltham butternut, oh. but I think it's a delicata maybe. Anyway, I'll figure Rocky it Hill. out. Rocky Hill. Rocky Hill
2: is um, called
1: up there. Huh? Rocky Hill. Rocky Hill, Rocky Hill. There, yeah, you there you Thank go. You. Thank you. Now I know. Uh, uh, I didn't know that before you came, Charlie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, them. so I don't know what that one is, but I've got a few. On Gosh, they're rich here. orange, aren't they? That
0: colour's amazing. Yeah. Vine,
1: yeah, that one you can see from the side, but this one here oh. is also one of those. Aren't they beautiful? They are. But that's actually called the Princess pumpkin, and right. it has incredible soup quality. Like, it's beautiful. And these baby ones are just fun. But these little orange ones straight ahead are so delicious. Mm. Um, well, how do you just bake them, or...? Yeah, you just um, wash them. Leave them on the sideboard to let them really cure. And then you just wash them and you cut them into pieces and roast them. Or you can roast them whole. Mm. You know, a lot of the chefs love pumpkin and cauliflower roasted whole over a wood, you know, wood fire. Mm. They're always after something that's really visually stunning that they don't have to do too much to. Yeah. But some of the sizes of the pumpkins, look at that one in there. Oh, yeah, you definitely
0: make a carrot, it, did not you? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Going to the ball.
1: bigger than some of the tiny houses yeah (laughs) i see we've got some broad beans actually popping up because this is where we grew them last year oh yeah but isn't this beautiful
0: mate look at it
1: i just think they're
0: looks like it's been painted doesn't it those stripes yeah
1: yeah every year like these orange guys in the middle and the gallo de seen which are the ones that are kind of green and dirty orange just next to these big guys I think that's the best I've ever seen them look at this time. So in a couple of weeks, they'll start to really go a nice shade of orange. You only it be nice able to harvest you know. one
0: at a time, wouldn't you? It's a lot to carry.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, we we actually so when you harvest your pumpkin field, you must um, let everything die down to the ground, all the leaves, to know that. The pumpkins have gotten everything that they need from the vine. So you
0: wait until then? You wait
1: until then. So you just wait till everything's flat, basically. And see the leaves are actually going yellow and dying off. But the vine itself is still quite vital. It's still carrying what it can to the pumpkin. So once that's flat, you know that the pumpkin is as sweet as it can be. Wow. You know, it's got to be getting a sunny day until that vine is dead and it takes all that and when you see warts on pumpkins like if you look over the other side see the pink one and it's got warts all over it oh yeah that's a gallo de that's a french pumpkin and all those warts are sugar wow Ah. that is sugar coming out of the pumpkin it's so sweet that it's just going wow yeah
0: but that's what you want
1: when you're choosing a pumpkin and it's warty choose
2: the one with the most warts okay that's <laughs> sugar it's like so completely you know it's, I've always wondered at that Burnley family Botanical Gardens they've got the nurseries there when you drive in and I remember just seeing all the pumpkins out on their own one day and I just so thought beautiful. I thought they was just leaving them there I just thought yeah. why well, they've just, just deserted them well, <laughs> but um yeah that's, kind of that's awesome. why that's There's why and that's see that's a must that's a musk wow. de
1: Provence that pumpkin there and it's turning a colour that I haven't managed to get ours to turn in recent years. So that tells me we planted them at the right time. It's had the right kind of food. It's had the right summer. We're finally growing a really good one of those, oh, you yeah. know. And it'll be sweet. They'll be really sweet. That's a great one there. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, so see, that's beautiful, that pink one there. How gorgeous. Wow. Look at oh, that. Hollywood yeah. pumpkin, isn't
2: it? Yeah. It looks like marshmallow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and these cute little ones are... Um, We're growing these this year because we kind of realized last year we grow a lot of large things. But people like small things. Sometimes people are just a one-person household too. Mm, Maybe one person is the only one that likes pumpkin. That's a beautiful American heirloom over the other side. That's called a Lakota. So, it's a different kind of pumpkin. This is a Hubbard. Isn't it great? It is. So nice shape. It's beautiful and it's so tasty. So the flesh is actually quite sort of d- densely, densely orange and sweet and a bit dry. Okay. And so it makes really good bread and gnocchi and because it just isn't. It's so intense, but and it has all the sweetness. But yeah, it doesn't have the. Um, it must be such a joy to
0: cook these, cook the things that you've nurtured. Yeah,
1: we're still making time for that too, like the turnips I got from Brayden, I'm looking forward to just making time tonight because they're there, but our day ends at like 9 or 10 sometimes and um, starts at 4 or 6 because we do the wholesale market then we do the city deliveries, then we come back and we do all the picking, so sometimes you can forget that last bit of the puzzle which is, you know, cooking the perfect (laughs) food. (laughs) So, yeah, but that's them. That's beautiful, isn't it? It is beautiful. Yeah. That's a bit of a close-up of the um, of gallery scene here. I mean, they're, they're the best we've ever grown. That right there is just amazing. Yeah.
0: That's satisfying.
1: Yeah. You see how there's still new shoots on there? Mm. So you really, you need patience. Pumpkins teach you patience. Mm.
2: Yeah. There's no picking them early. There's (laughs) no, like, coming, oh, we'll get it, one of them, you have got to let them... Last year I did
1: that, and I regretted it. It just got one for us at home, and it was really starchy. Yeah. And um, as a chef, you know if a vegetable's ready because you can taste sugar or starch, and all of that conversion is really important. So when you pick... Even potatoes have a high and a low starch level, you know. Yeah, um, when you pick something and it sits on the bench if you pick a beetroot and you take it home it's got that really earthy really starchy almost like muddy taste Mm. if you just wash that and pop it onto the bench and let it go wrinkly and then cut it and eat it all the starch has turned to sugar and you don't even have to cook it wow you can just grate it
2: yeah yeah that's the trick
1: yeah and it's digestible yeah sometimes things in their rawest form like immediately because we think fresh fresh fresh. sometimes they're not that great for you no but if you leave something a few days for it to relax into it's you know yeah. So oh, yeah. break
2: down a
0: little bit in a sense
1: or... yeah in a sense yeah. those walls break down you have less to deal with your digestion has less to deal yeah. with you know?
0: I guess too pumpkins are a great you know really satisfying thing to eat in winter and so that's when all this dies back just when you're getting into that colder exactly. so,
2: and how long can you store the pumpkin for
1: well we had some for six months last year yeah okay depends on how you pick them I like I had this grand vision of having like 17 pairs of white gloves (laughs) 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 and you know making sure everybody was trained on picking pumpkins but you have to be careful, don't put fingernails in them when you're picking them because they're at their juiciest. Yeah, you can yeah. really dent them. And that will lose moisture out of that skin. All and Yeah. And just a little divot will let the weather in when it starts yeah. to cool down. You get cool days and after you've picked them you get sunny days. And so you really need to be constantly going through them. Mm. And you triage your pumpkins. So the ones that are really hardened off and looking great for later, you know where they are. They're down one end. Everything you need to move. I um, see. Uh, up this end and then you triage them into how many of the varieties you have and which restaurants use that thing so for instance um, old palm liquor went through a heap of these that's an Anna Swartz that little green pumpkin that's a bit square Mm. that's called an Anna Swartz really delicious green skin bright 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 orange inside and a perfect portion Mm. like that size really chefy type portion and they would go through a crate of 12 of those. So this year I know they're bringing that dish back. Yeah. So when I get all my pumpkins out of the ground, I'll grade them. I'll put them into the sizes. I'll do 10 kilo boxes of the Anna Schwartz's and they'll go. Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of got to keep an eye on it. you got to keep your ears open. Sometimes chefs will talk to you about an idea and you know which thing they need. Sometimes you don't and you try a couple of things. you just got to listen. Those people need help. They're in you know dungeons and that's right creative dungeons and cities and going to work on trams and going home at midnight and yeah. you know they, yeah, they just need to everything you can give yeah. them yeah they need to be your kings and queens if you're a grower hmm. yeah. anyway i'll let you have a walk and a pick thank you go pick some strawberries some raspberries have funny thank thanks joe okay. pick some baby pumpkins to take home yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with the Chef with Joe Corrigan and Matt Donnelly out in Romsey. If you want to experience all the greatness for yourself, which of course you do, you can follow Joe and Matt on Instagram at Mrs Mushrooms Anon and at Mushrooms Anon. And as for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with the Chef. If you'd like to read more chats, you can check out the website www.conversationwiththechef.com. I would absolutely love it if you told a friend about the chats. And of course, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or click follow on Spotify so I know you're there. Once again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and see you back here sometime.